Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of appropriate ages, this is the Daily Ducey Podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 26th, snow day. Thankfully, it's not snowing tomorrow because we have our first game tomorrow, so I'm really trying to be about that, but I guess we can't practice today, which is unfortunate. But things that may or may not be fortunate or not, we're going to go right into the news of the day. Which our first story from CNBC, Biden to order DOJ to end private prison contracts as part of racial equity push. Actually sounds good to me, but let's dig a little deeper. Not renew its contract to private prisons. I like that as, you know, if anybody who watched Orange is the New Black, private prisons weren't really a great thing. I mean, they were in prison anyway, so like it wasn't like a great thing anyway. But, yeah, okay. So let's kind of cut to the chase here because I really kind of more want to touch on the four additional executive actions that uh, they're, they're going to be taking. So President Joe Biden on Tuesday will order his Department of Justice not to renew its contracts with private prisons, one of multiple new planks, planks, that's weird, new planks of Biden's broad-focused racial justice agenda. Like, do you think this fucking clown really cares about racial justice, dude? Regardless of how you feel. Like, fuck Trump, too. That's fine. But this guy? Like, we could have had Bernie, dude. I would have voted for Bernie. Whatever. Biden is poised to sign four additional executive actions after laying out his racial equity plan at the White House at 2 p.m. The actions are aimed at combating discriminatory housing practices, reforming the prison system, respecting sovereignty of tribal governments, and fighting xenophobia against Asian Americans, especially in light of the COVID pandemic. For too many American families, systematic systemic racism and inequality in our economy, laws, and institutions still put the American dream far out of reach, Susan Rice said during a press briefing. And, I, like, I get it. There's plenty of things that put all different types of fucking groups of people way behind black people being amongst one of them. Redlining and all types of shit. Like, all that shit is real, and there are things that were done to black people systematic, systemically, systematically, like that was shitty. Now, I think we have taken a million steps towards kind of really trying to get those finished off, but there are still things that resonate from back then that we should still look into. That being said, let's see kind of where we get crazy here. The actions are only the latest in a sweeping first week flex of presidential powers. Here's what Biden will sign Tuesday afternoon, according to a preview provided by senior administration officials. An executive order directing his attorney not to renew DOJ contacts with privately operated prisons. Cool. I'm with that. A presidential memorandum directing the Department of Housing and Urban Development to examine the effects of the Trump administration's regulatory actions that, quote, undermined fair housing policies and laws, unquote. Based on that analysis, the memo also directs the Housing and Urban Development to take steps to fully implement the requirements of the Fair Housing Act. So, again, this is all broad bullshit, and now we're kind of getting into the crux of the problem I have with this. None of that actually means anything 
and it's creating fucking bureaucratic groups to uh, look at what they did the previous. First of all, you should already have all that information. Like you shouldn't have to go create business groups to go figure that out. And second of all, not for nothing, Ben Carson, Dr. Ben Carson, a black man was the head of housing and urban development for Trump. So are you saying that the black guy undermined fair housing policies and laws for against black people? Like, I, I don't get it, dude. Anyhow, an executive. Now, 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 now we're getting again, crazy. Excuse me. An executive order pushing federal agencies to regularly and meaningfully engage with tribal governments. What the heck does that mean? Regularly and meaningfully. How is that in some sort of like official document? Like if I was like, what does that mean? Every week, every month, every day? Uh, Like, and what does meaningfully mean? So like, does that mean we've been not meeting with them and any engagement has just been fucking bullshit? And again, let, let's, let's, let's slow the brakes here. Biden and Dems and the left who think like this is some sweeping fucking, you know, mandate that Biden got. And all these changes are this like world shattering thing, regardless of what Trump has done. You guys had the presidency for eight years prior to Trump. So like if a lot of these things aren't happening, it wasn't just not happening under, it was literally happening under Biden and Presidente Obama. Anyhow. An executive memorandum directing the Health and Human Services Department and Biden's COVID Health Equity Task Force. What the fuck does that mean? COVID Health Equity Task Force. Get the, we don't need more fucking task forces. Okay, we need less task forces. This is like the scary shit, dude. Biden's COVID health equity task force to consider issuing best practices for advancing cultural competency and sensitivity toward Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders as part of its COVID response efforts. Bro, bro. Cultural comp like I didn't like okay so let's uh, cultural competence is the ability to understand communicate with and effectively interact with people across cultures, it encompasses being aware of one's own worldview. Okay, so what are we saying? Like, this one's like hard for me to even kind of put something together because, like, yeah, first of all, it came from China. Not all Asian people are Chinese, so they shouldn't fucking bear the brunt of that. Fine. But, like, creating entire government organizations and plans and issuing best practices, like, how far do they, like, when do they start demanding that you abide by the best practices? And cultural competence, like, how... I would love to see how many Asian people are actually in that group of people who decided that this was a good idea. 
I, like, cause man, isn't this shit obvious? Like, there's so much bad shit, and people treat people shittily. Good enough. But, like, forcing your individual opinions on other people. Like, how about this? Don't be shitty to other people. Like, can't we just do that? And, like, I know that we can't because people are shitty. But, like, forcing all these ideas and, like, literally open... Like, this is 1984 and fucking Brave New World type shit, man. It, like, it's it's bland nonsense that doesn't really mean anything, which means they will do whatever the fuck they want and say that's what it meant. Fuck, man. This is why... Th- th- the, the reason the government must be specific in everything that they do and say is because if they say some overarching shit, then they can do whatever the fuck they want. God forbid that Biden does all the sweeping shit and then they lose in four years. Because what do you think that... What do you think Ted Cruz is going to do if he, God forbid, becomes president in four years? Come on, man. Don't be stupid, people. Let's go uh, move on to a government organization and grouping of people who really know how to fucking get business done. They take care of their people and they're fucking working the world's economy. The Sinaloa cartel is setting up front operations to hijack New Mexico's new hijack Mexico's new legal pot market. No mommy's way. This is, this is from our new No Mama's Way section. Cartel farmers tell the Daily Beast they are importing stronger, more lucrative strains of marijuana to sell in the legal market and maximize profits through front operations. It's considered the most powerful criminal organization in the Americas, if not the world, but now the brutal Sinaloa cartel is preparing to go legit and make millions of dollars through front organizations in Mexico's new legal pot industry. Honestly, like, fuck it. I mean, they probably have all the best fucking equipment. They have all the supply chain. They have security. They have fucking analytics. Like, there's probably, like, cubicle people fucking doing, like, fucking bookkeeping for the fucking cartel. Like, fuck, I gotta go and fucking these reports are due on fucking... Fucking reports are due on Tuesday, way. Like, I mean, didn't, like, all the fucking bootleggers and shit open up all the alcohol companies after fucking Prohibition? I mean, free market, you get the government running shit, and it's terrible. All you need is the gangs. They fucking zip, 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 we're good to go. The result could be even greater profits for the gangland bosses to spend on weapons, buying off politicians, and growing their criminal empire. For legitimate businesses preparing for legalization of marijuana, which is expected to pass later, there is now alarming prospects of competing with the cartels. Yeah, do fucking bit like the car. Okay, so even if the cartels did everything fucking legal, I bet they would still be the top fucking company. What do you want me to say? One of the first changes as the Sinaloa cartel prepares to compete on the open market is the introduction of much more powerful marijuana. Mexican farmers working with the Sinaloa cartel in remote areas told... That's like in fucking uh, Breaking Bad. That's crazy. They got the blue, blue marijuana now. 
They are already dropping the old techniques and adopting a sophisticated process that includes genetically modified crops and fertilization systems to produce more potent weed. Some inside the Sinaloa cartel are exploring ways to set up legal shops under front men, according to cartel members. Inevitably, some of the more powerful crop could also end on end up on the black market or smuggle into the U.S. I mean, the fucking government are all fucking crooks anyway. They're definitely, like, buying cocaine and shipping that in shit here. Like, fuck it. Maybe fucking Portland's right. Fucking legalize everything. Let the fucking cartels run it. Let the fucking Crips run it. Fuck it. Fuck it, right? Let it go. Why? Why not? Everyone's free. This is equity. Is this not equity to let the fucking gangs have their fair share as well? Like, just because they've committed crimes and they do shit illegally doesn't mean that they shouldn't be able to reap in all the benefits of society. And this might actually kind of fuck the criminals as well. And but it might actually be good for Bitcoin in the long term. With Janet Yellen confirmed, Treasury moves forward with stalled crypto monitoring rule. The Treasury has opened up the comment period for its self-hosted wallet requirements for another 60 days. The United States Treasury Department's now infamous proposal to require information on crypto transfers from exchanges to self-hosted wallets is back in motion. Per a Tuesday amount from the FinCEN, Stakeholders will have another 60 days to respond to the proposal while a marked improvement from the 15-day comment period of the original proposal. Unfortunately for the crypto industry, it doesn't look like the actual terms of the proposal have changed along with the administration. News News follows Janet Yellen's confirmation as Secretary as Treasury last night. Shortly after his inauguration, he ordered a freeze on all midnight rulemaking, the Treasury included. Okay, so... Long story short, before we just hit our Bitcoin update, price update, because today's not a great day. Anyway, even though it's climbing back up, this ruling basically means that if you have any of your coins on a public exchange, which is fine, Coinbase, anything like that, you have to go by the KYC, know your customer rules. So you have to give your social, your ID, blah, 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 all that, which honestly is safer anyway. Currently, you can then take those coins and send them to a Bitcoin address, and all you require is the Bitcoin address. You do not have to verify any other information whatsoever to send that Bitcoin out. Now, uh, you know, if people know that that's your Coinbase account, they can see on the public blockchain that you, in your Coinbase account, sent this money to that account. So again, they don't know specifically that it's you, but they know money went from your account to now this account. And now also, if you send money from that new account to anyone else, they can still hop it and and trace it. But technically, you're not supplying information for those other accounts. So there are ways to kind of tumble them or pass them on for different cryptos that will kind of keep you from getting caught. But... Now the government wants all information to even send them out of any exchanges. Um, Right off the top, that's not great. And the whole thing of crypto is supposed to be pseudo-anonymous. You know, there are some coins like Monero that are actually anonymous, but mostly Bitcoin is only pseudo-anonymous, anonymous, because you can actually be traced by that number. Um, The good part is this actually brings more kind of security and 
regular people are going to be more comfortable coming into the market when, you know, the, most people aren't really concerned with anonymous trades of Bitcoin and stuff like that. They just want to hold their coin and make it go up and up and up and up and go to the moon. So Bitcoin update 2.13 p.m. on January 26th. Bitcoin down 3.2% for the day at 32,347. Ethereum at 2.6 down for the day at 1,347. We have Litecoin just under 5% down for the day at 134.26. And Ripple at 1.91% down for the day at 27 cents. On to our local story. Thousands of NJDWI convictions in limbo after substantial doubts about breath test results. Good luck on that. More than 13,000 motorists in New Jersey, whom the state Supreme Court ruled were convicted of drunken driving with illegal evidence, are still fighting for the chance to challenge their convictions in court. More than two years after the court's ruling, which tossed out breath test evidence from machines the justice found were not properly set up, these motorists' driving records and insurance bills are still tainted by a likely false conviction. So four retired judges were appointed to determine how cases affected the courts. Progress in the case has stalled because coronavirus. Attorneys said many defendants had already completed their sentences for DUI convictions, DWI convictions affected by the case, meaning they have had their driver's license suspended, paid motor vehicle and court fines, and had their contracts rates raised. If they were able to successfully challenge their convictions, attorneys believe they will be able to get $3,500 in fines and surcharges paid back. $3,500? Now, let me kind of slow it a little bit. Like, most of these people seemingly, well, maybe not. Maybe they weren't actually drunk but I, I bet a lot of these people were drunk and now that the fucking machine didn't work like they were drunk anyway but they're gonna get off on it so again if you were drunk and you're just getting off on it fuck you but if <clears throat> excuse me if you were innocent and you got fucking in trouble because of this fucking machine now innocent as in you fucking just might have hit the thing so you were kind of driving drunk anyway so but $3,500, dude. Like, what if you lost your license for six months? Like, you can't just cover the fines. Like, how much did you pay the lawyer? Like, how do you... And this, this is crazy to me because, like, I don't see how the... Whomever, the company who made it, the fucking state... I don't see how these people don't get sued out the fucking wazoo because, like, how do you recompensate someone for taking their driver's license away for six months or whatever. You have people that still have DWI convictions on their motor vehicle record who ultimately will not be convicted. Every day goes by, they still have that conviction, and it's a miscarriage of justice. So, uh, this is crazy to me, dude. I don't really... The convictions began unraveling in 2016 after a police sergeant, a coordinator, was accused by the state attorney general's office of skipping a crucial step in calibrating the breast machines in three Monmouth County towns. So it's only three towns. Like how many people are actually... 13,000 people got DUIs in three count in three towns? Jeez Louise. Initially identified more than 20,000 cases of five counties affected by it, but that number has since been whittled down to 13,600. Unbelievable, dude. Like, I don't... 
listen, I, I, I'm for the cops and everything all the time. Like I, I kind of lean towards them because it's a hard job. But when you guys, when you make mistakes, you got to fucking, you got to live up on it and get these fucking people out, man. It's not fair to hold these people like this. And into our sort of doocy tech, doocy inf- uh, entertainment, doocy this is fucking creepy section. Sophia the Robot creators announced plan to mass produce robots this year. Fucking Westworld, here we come. Sophia the Robot, which really looks fucking creepy, and three other models from Hanson Robotics will go into mass production this year and are expected to begin rolling out of factories in the first half of 2021. The news comes by way of a new report from Reuters after a tour through Hanson Robotics' Hong Kong factory. Maybe that's why the Chinese are going after Hong Kong. They want to end this too. Maybe the fucking Chinese, they know everything. Maybe we should be communists. Well, hey, easy. Sophia the Robot, whom you might recognize the viral robot from years ago that was granted citizenship in Saudi Arabia. Because, like, do women even have citizenship in Saudi Arabia? Is that, Was that like a joke? They're like, oh, come to us. We will give you citizenship, but it's only if you're not a real woman. You have to be a robot. Hanson Robotics believes now to be a better time than ever to roll out these robots as they can help not only the healthcare sectors of the world, but the retail and airline industries as well. Don't, don't you see? Don't you see what they're doing with COVID? The fucking reptiles and the robots and the aliens are coming. They're coming. They're using COVID as an excuse. And in fucking five years from now, we're going to be under robot control and then the fucking reptilians are going to control them and then the aliens are going to control the reptilians. We're fucked. I hope our fucking ancient ancestors from Alpha Centauri fucking show up to help us. Social robots like me can take care of the sick or elderly. Sophia, she said during the tour, it's so creepy, dude. Don't say me. Don't say me. You're not a fucking, you're a robot. I can help communicate, give therapy, and provide social stimulation, even in difficult situations. Okay, all jokes aside, like, this does fucking scare me and creep me out, but she's... Fuck, I called called the robot she. The robot. See? And fucking pronouns now. God damn. They're they're driving. They've completely done it. I've now gone 360 where I am now using pronouns because I don't want to call the robot she. This is what they're prepping us for. Indoctrination. Unbelievable. The deuce... Deuce Staley, Daily Deucey Podcast is cracking the case, okay? But I will kind of be serious in this. So I've taken care of plenty of open... A great-grandma, two grandmas, an aunt, my father, another grandpa, like many. And one of the kind of most tedious things is not the physical parts of picking them up and putting them down, is the talking to them and then them walking where you walking away and them pretty much coming back and asking the same question 15 times within the next 10 minutes. So not for nothing, but if you have a robot who's not going to get like pissed off after you ask it the same question 15 times, I mean, maybe that's a better situation than your jerk off family trying to take care of them. They noted that according to the international federation of robots, that's a thing. Oh my God. They already have their own government. How do we not know this? There's Federation of Aliens, Federation of Robots, and the reptilian people 
are coming out soon too. And then we're going to have the otters. Fuck. Those <laughs> robots jumped up to 32% to 11.2 billion in 2019. Those numbers have likely risen during the current pandemic as robots are seen helping healthcare sector around the world. Dude, it's so creepy. It's kind of creepy. And I'm super like tech guy. This is creepy. Note that there's necessarily, there's not, not that there's necessarily anything to worry when a company says it's trying to bring robots to the life as engaging characters with evolving AI. But just in case somebody get in touch with Sarah Connor, <laughs> dude, they're prepping us with the WAP and robots and aliens and baby Einstein bendy balls. I'm, I'm just some guy. I'm just a guy trying to let the world know. That's it. See you manana.